0: trying to drag himself up. Reigns now set in the corner. Roman Reigns caught by a kick by Bryant. The champion locked. And now, oh my goodness, Bryant just took out the official. Inadvertently, of course, he was going for Reigns with a running knee. And now a spear by Reigns. But there's no official. Bryan's down. The legs hooked. Edge now, a special enforcer going to go for the count. Two count kick out. Again with the official down, Edge now has the authority in this match. That's the reason he's out here. Because Roman Reigns is in jeopardy of losing everything. Is Reigns going to tap? Oh my goodness, is Roman Reigns going to tap? Wait a minute, Jey Uso! Uso with a super kick to Edge and Bryan! Reigns' cousin again! Right hand man for the rescue. So saving ranks. And now Jey Uso with a steel, a steel chair. Yeah, edge is down and out after that super kick. Yeah. Yeah. And Uso now yeah. sending that shoulder first to the post. You don't the enforcer edges down. down. The referee's down. Yeah. Uso's got a steel chair. Yeah. And time with the running knee. Jey Uso's down. Except except Daniel Bryan. He's got an equalizer in his clutches. Well Daniel Bryan has put the put through hell and back to that man. Che Uso. And now Daniel Bryan's gonna make Uso pay. Bryan believes he was closing in on a tap out of the champion. And Uso messed it up. It's hard to argue. and I think looking for the official who still hasn't moved out here in front of well, you He's looking guys. for the official. Daniel Bryan making sure that if he uses the chair, he's not going to get caught. Look at that! Oh! now with Uh Daniel Bryan Roman's Uh fading he's gonna tap out Roman is gonna tap Uh out Roman Reigns has nowhere to go Roman Uh Reigns is caught Roman's looking look at his eyes look Uh at Roman's eyes he's fading he's Uh out Roman Reigns is gonna tap Uh out now dragging his body yep. to Drake Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns is pin Bryan. Here is your winner, and still, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns! What a battle. Just when you think you've seen it all. Wrestle champion, Roman Reigns, survives. Wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with
1: Jonathan Hood.
0: First of all, Dusty Rhodes, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. But well,
1: remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way, and all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling
0: Tuesday. The bottom line is, in all my magnificent, you're gonna be mine all
2: night long.
3: Here's Jonathan Hood. Hello again and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. That's WrestlingTWT. Also check out the YouTube page, YouTube.com, for clips that you might have missed on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. The WWE, as you just heard, had their latest pay-per-view, Fastlane, either on the Peacock Network or the WWE Network. I did not watch it on Peacock. I watched it on the WWE Network. <laughs> That's where I watched it. And I heard that there were some complaints about Peacock as far as rewinding and fast-forwarding. Well, they'll work out those bugs, I'm sure. But I watched it on the good old WWE Network. And you heard there the main event for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns survived uh, against Daniel Bryan. A little bit of a screwy finish. Uh, But it happened as Edge was the outside enforcer as the official. And what happens? Well, Edge nails Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns with a chair. Gets angry and leaves. And boy, that was just a quick finish right after that. But that was the end. It sounds like to me we're going to get a three-way for the Universal Championship. It sounds like, at least it feels like, Daniel Bryan will be in there with Edge... And Roman Reigns for the championship. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I got a feeling that might be the case. A three-way for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns is one of the best characters in wrestling right now. And it's just so subtle. I'm watching him weekly on SmackDown and I'm watching the clips on YouTube. And I'm watching a guy that's just come into his own. A guy that was a heel when he was at Florida Championship Wrestling for he first came to the company. He was a natural heel. They turned him babyface, though, because Vince, you know. And so I'm watching him, and um, just not only with his verbal skills, but how he browbeats his opponents in the ring and then has to try to back it up and barely getting through because Jay Uso interferes or because Paul Heyman's got something to do with it. It's just, it's always something. But it's, it's just, it's an interesting... Character in Roman Reigns. It's just a subtle twist, a little bit lower in the voice, and still as powerful as ever. He still is impressive as ever, but always needing help. <laughs> always needing help to try to win that championship. I just, uh, I just have uh, get a kick out of him, but. I thought that the main event for Fastlane was pretty spectacular. It's pretty good. Anytime you see Daniel Bryan in there, you know you're gonna get a hundred percent. Do you know any bad Daniel Bryan matches? If you do, please email them to me, or hit me up on Twitter at Wrestling TWT. Let me know if you've seen any bad Daniel Bryan matches. I I mean Brian Danielson with ROH or in Japan or wherever uh anywhere in the independent circuit have you ever seen a bad match they used to say that about Ricky Steamboat like steamboat never had any bad matches and the reason why is because he was just so silky smooth in the ring and it's the same thing with Daniel Bryan they're hinting at retirement every time you see him in the ring you notice that they're hinting the announcers and in some of the shows that he's on, like I don't have that many WrestleManias left, as if he's going to retire sometime soon. I don't know if that's the case, but I thought that the Universal Championship was really good. Uh, and of course, it is with a pro like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns with his storytelling. I thought it was a win-win for everybody. <laughs>
1: fought for over 30 minutes. He just outlasted five other
0: competitors.
1: We're going to have our championship match right now. And then fighting as valiantly as I could against Roman Reigns. Oh my God, fire on the S-lock. Brian's going to do it. This is just a formality at this point. Edge rolled into the ring he speared and pointed at the Wrestlemania sign never in my life have I felt like such a failure they've got this dream match, Edge versus Roman Reigns, they've got that idea for their main event of Wrestlemania the only person who doesn't want to see it is me you and me for the Universal Championship at Fastlane. You don't deserve it. You really want me to
3: hurt you again.
1: you lost! If you want to get
0: to the head of the table, go to the right-hand man! That's me! A massive opportunity for Daniel Bryan. A win earns him a chance at the Universal Championship at Fastlane. He's got a tap! got a fast to Wrestlemania is
1: here Roman you got played Daniel Bryan goes into business for himself and you get sucked right in I would have thought as the ultimate opportunist you would have respected me going into business for myself I have mutual respect for you I like you I just don't like how you did this. You're better than this. But you're not better than me. You've got your spot in the main event of WrestleMania. So this isn't about you. For me, if I want a main event WrestleMania, I have to go to Fastlane. I have to face Roman Reigns. And I have to win the Universal Championship. Because I know what I can be. And what I can be. ...is the absolute best. He
0: did it! Daniel Bryan did it! The impossible dream has become reality!
1: Nobody knows more about how life-changing it is... ...to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Nobody knows it better than I do.
3: See, that's great storytelling right there. That's great storytelling. This is why, even though Daniel Bryan lost at Fastlane, that Daniel Bryan will have another opportunity, I believe, to go for the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns and Edge. I kind of think that's where they're going because even though he fell short, it wouldn't surprise me if he's part of that trio as one of the main events, either Saturday or Sunday, for the Universal Championship. I think that's fun. When I see what's been happening on SmackDown and see what happened at Fastlane and even going back to Elimination Chamber... It erases all of the bullshit with, with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> it erases all of the stuff with Bad Bunny and Miz and Morrison. It, all the bad of the WWE. All the stuff that is supposed to be entertaining to Vince. Well, when it comes down to it, the selling point for me, if I'm going to watch WWE programming, is the matches. I said this a couple of podcasts ago. It's funny that Raw is so bad. That I don't know how you all watch it. Now, I work mornings now, so I have the opportunity, if I wanted to, to watch um, Three Hours of Raw. I can't do it. I cannot watch Three Hours of Raw uh, because it's just so checkered with nonsense and bad wrestling or bad skits or interviews that don't feel real. SmackDown, actually, is the show that I would watch and lean toward the most in trying to figure out what's going on with that show. But it's just, um, I just, uh, when you think about all of the things that are just kind of offbeat and a little bit strange or where it doesn't connect as far as the storylines, those are the things that I I try to ignore. Because that we just heard there with Daniel Bryan and how he feels about trying to be champion again, that matters because that's a wrestling storyline that makes sense. Um, that erases Randy Orton against Alexa Bliss, that nonsense that we saw at Fastlane. Another really great match, I thought, and it's pretty pretty much a photo finish. If you told me, Hood, I really believe that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus was the best match at Fastlane, I can understand it because they had a hell of a match. Reminds me of, on a smaller scale in WCW, when William Regal, then uh, Lord Steven Regal, Took on Fit Finley. Go back and find that match. You talk about as hard-hitting a match as possible. Now, this match here is on steroids. Not literally, but you understand. Like, this match is times 10 because it's a no-holds-barred match. But you talk about just two guys just beating each other. Beating each other. I would um, I guess they know each other well that, you know, that McIntyre and Sheamus can do that to each other. Boy, there would be some heat some receipts laid out there, but because that was just a battle between these two.
0: Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! No. Sheamus, Sheamus has McIntyre off. Oh my God! He... On top of the barrens, oh, oh. noise through the table. No, <sighs> Sheamus' retaliation for a wrestle.
2: This is just uncomfortable
0: to yeah. oh! Nearly 600 pounds of humanity sent through our announce test. Seamus is trying to struggle to his feet. And somehow this match is continuing on. I'm not quite frankly how sure these two can even continue on. How much more does Sheamus have left? Does Drew McIntyre even have anything left? Uh-oh. Sheamus has got back up to his feet. He's obviously furious, but McIntyre fired. He took a low kick moments ago. Now went through the table. This might be the end of Drew McIntyre in this matchup. It'll be only a matter of time at this point this is awesome this is savage this is brutal tonight at fast lane famous trying to drag the the lifeless body of drew mcintyre he's going to be back inside the ring again the only way you can win pinball submission in the ring all right trust me after all the damage both these men have taken this is a very very daunting task the ww universe appreciating this match as is the universe all across the world between these two proud gladiators here at Fastlane. And oh. Sheamus has now gotten McIntyre back inside the ring, but is looking to do more damage. And over will not bode well for McIntyre. With, uh, Sheamus surveying the battlefield. I think he's found his chosen it's, instrument. It's a piece of our announce Just when you think the brutality can't get any worse. McIntyre is still down. I'm sure McIntyre's going to be able to get up, Joe. are the chosen
1: one, huh? We're the chosen one. What
2: about me? What about Sheamus, huh? What about me? What about me? What about me? Oh, boy. Oh. Shut up!
0: Oh, oh my! Oh! For the fuck? McIntyre trying to fight back against Sheamus. Sheamus happy to dish out more punishment in the cross. Oh, oh my God, Sheamus! Sheamus has oh, got yeah, McIntyre. Oh, set up. Up the Alabama Slam. All oh, wait for the future. Shock DDT.
3: That was fun. Woo, that was a great match. <laughs> I'm all. Can I, can I declare that maybe that was my favorite match of Fastlane? That's no shot at Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Because I thought that was a really solid match as well. But man, if you haven't seen that, go back and watch that no holds barred match. Drew McIntyre against Sheamus. They were laying it in, to use a wrestling term. They were laying their shit in. It was fun. Those two. And so it's interesting. It's so WWE, right? So Drew McIntyre, the next day on Monday Night Raw, is going to take on two members of the Hurt Business. The next day on Monday Night Raw, Sheamus takes on uh, Bobby Lashley you know, in the opener on Monday Night Raw. It's amazing. These guys take a beating. I know they're not on the road, so they're not wrestling four or five nights a week, but boy, after the pounding that McIntyre and Sheamus took, they're right back in the ring the next day. And take another pounding. It's just great. So I, I really, really enjoyed that matchup. I love if you're gonna have a no holds barred match, let that, let it be something that it'll be memorable. Let it be something where you could see the welts, where you could see the pain etched on their faces. We saw that at Fast Lane.
2: For far too long, I've been humble. I've been respectful. And in return, I haven't received that same respect. Hey, I told you before I gave you an opportunity. I beat you. I gave you another opportunity. I beat you again. Come back here. whining for another opportunity, man. Go to the back. Go to catering. catering take your little paycheck. No, sit there and tell me to go to catering. You and me done. are done. Go to the back. And being who I am and who my family is, well, you see, that just becomes... Unacceptable. I'm from Nigeria. My ancestors are Nigerian royalty. My great-grandfather Kumeuha he ruled the T nations. His word was law and his power was feared. This is who I am. Just like my great-grandfather said. If your enemies defy you, you show them the steel. I show Biggie the steel, and I guarantee you, you will never disrespect me again. This is not the new Apollo, this is the real Apollo. This is who I am, this is how I talk. Biggie, I know you fear what you have been walking inside of me. As I laid up in a medical facility because of you, Apollo, and those steps, I had plenty of time to think. And Apollo, I hope that you know what you did. You, Apollo, you made me go biblical. Now it's I for an I. dismissed and I no longer beg, I demand and I'm demanding for a rematch for your Intercontinental Championship you want what's mine and fine, good, now I'm ready to give you exactly what you deserve, hitting you now, that's not enough no, I gotta end you now once you step on my lawn? and I bulldoze your house
0: Paul has had multiple opportunities over the past several months to become intercontinental champion. Look at him! Could this have been the missing piece? This change? Shedding his old self, shedding his old skin, embracing who he truly believes he is, Apollo Cruz could truly be Intercontinental Champion if this lands. Top rope high above the Thunderdome for Apollo Cruz with a slide to Biggie to win the gold. Hook at the leg, and Biggie's got Separation from Big E right now back into the waistlock. Very sound strategy by Apollo Cruz. WWE Thunderdome home tonight to fast The final pay-per-view stop on the road to WrestleMania. Apollo Cruz, we look back at the tremendous cross splash and up on the top corner of your screen. Cruz connects with a big kick. Yeah, step up in Zigaria and another one, and Big E now is down. And Apollo Cruz once again back in control. And the challenge now standing off, of Big e got the knees up. Big E able to counter. And now into the oh, corner. corner. Nobody home. Big E, shoulder first into the post. Apollo Crews. Here Cruz we go. Looking for, he's looking for the spin out. Power bomb. He had it scouted. Big ending. Nope. Apollo no. Cruz able to thwart that. And now Cruz ducks underneath. Small package rolls up. Big E. Is that enough here? Did he get him? No. What? Did he get him? Wait a minute. I yeah. mean, I'm need a different angle. Apollo Crews now assaulting Big E. I believe that. Did Big E have Crews' shoulders down? Yeah. I, I, I want to say yeah. Big E was able to shift his waist. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I need to take another look at it, but Crews initiated. This is not the... yes. Yes. Yeah. You notice Big E posturing up. Perhaps that yeah. did pin yeah. Apollo's shoulders oh. down. Yeah. Obviously, by the actions of Apollo Crews, it's apparent that Piggy retained. It's not over! You almost me! Get yeah? yeah. And Apollo continues to assault the champion.
3: Kind of an odd finish to that one with the Intercontinental Championship on the line and Apollo Crews with his new voice taking on. Um, Big E. So once again, we talk about storytelling. As I remember a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about the storytelling, how Big E was saying on a promo and not one of these that's on SmackDown Raw, but one of those backstage promos that's off the beaten path where he was saying, hey, you know what? I'm tired of Apollo Crews. This is my run. This is not about Apollo Crews. And Apollo Crews made it by himself. The storytelling is evident. Now, here's the thing. I don't like Bruce Pritchard, and I'm just going to imagine that's Bruce Pritchard because he's done this many times in his career. Probably sat down with Apollo Crews to try to figure out who he really is. He did this with CM Punk. He's done this with so many others. And he says, you know, what's your background? And I'm sure that Apollo says, well, I'm Nigerian. And that put the light bulb in the head, I'm sure, of Bruce Pritchard to say, okay, well, can you speak like a Nigerian? And so in real time... This is not like when Kofi Kingston came to WWE and he came in with a Jamaican accent or whatever and then changed it along the way. Uh, Or Rusev having a Russian accent and all of a sudden um, he speaks normal English. Same thing with Lana. Now this is where you are speaking normally and look like a powerhouse and a guy that should have been put over, but now he turns heel and it changes his voice and his whole demeanor. And so now he's in line to be... Possibly the next Intercontinental Champion. It's kind of silly. Apollo Cruz, as is, is fine. Without him having to go Saba Simba. Without him being um, a Nigerian uh, athlete. But whatever. So, anyway. it just think I think it's great that both of these guys are battling. I think that the matches have been pretty good. They've told a great story. And... So I'm down with it. I just think it's weird that Apollo had to change in midstream. That's that's kind of strange. Um, but I like Big E because he's showing a different level. I've been waiting for this dude since he was the bodyguard to um, Dolph Ziggler. I've been waiting for this guy to come out. I'm waiting for this guy to be able to say, you know what? I'm not throwing pancakes and cereal or whatever to the fans. I am going to show you I'm an ass kicker. And he waited a long time to get this opportunity. And he's doing something with this Aaron Cannell Championship. So I'm very happy to see that. Let's see the rest of Fastlane. Then I got a couple of news and notes I want to pass along to you. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, This was just an average match. This whole thing where two wrestlers are supposed to take on one another and they become a tag team and they can't get along it is old as the hills. As old as the hills. They're just Can we just do this differently? I mean, this goes back for so many years, like, just in the WWE. Two wrestlers that have to get along, that are eventually going to wrestle each other, but they have become tag team champions. They have to get along before the event. This, this Bianca Belair-Sasha Banks thing is so old. Like, it's not their fault. It's just the concept is old. Um, this I mean, there's so many examples, like like Rock and Sock Connection and all these, you know, just so many situations where a main event match is going to take place, but the two have to be a tag team. It's just so strange. I don't understand it. <clears throat> um, what else? Um... Braun Strowman against Elias. This is supposed to be um, Shane McMahon's match. Uh, anytime that you see Elias out there, it's just a dud. Uh, Braun Strowman is the dumbest babyface in the history of the business. I don't know why a babyface has to continue to go around the ring, choo chew, choo chew, chewing all around the ring uh, in a full 360, a full circle around the ring outside to try to get impact. That guy is a monster, and they're, making, they're big showing him right before our very eyes. I'm serious about this now. They're big showing him before our very eyes. Braun Strowman was a monster, and he is a dope now as a baby face in this company. Um, I thought that the Seth Rollins, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match, I thought that it was, um, this was pretty good. It was not as good as it could be. I would have loved to see this match in New Japan. <laughs> I love to see these two, in, uh, in New Japan, um, because I just thought that there are some things they left in the ring. I thought it was it was good, but not great. This is obviously Rollins trying to send a message to Cesaro with the, uh, trying to attempt the um, the giant swing, but I just thought it was okay. I just wish that match was in Tokyo someplace and they can have thirty minutes to really show what they can do. That would have been amazing. I already made my comments about Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. That just Nonsense. I just see that the Fiend has a different mask, a different outfit now. Um, cool. He came from the Ashes. That was just a thing. Okay. It's whatever. Um, and so that was Fastlane. <laughs> That's my thoughts on Fastlane. That's the matches that I saw. Uh, Riddle took on uh, Mustafa Ali. Riddle defeated Ali via pinfall. A decent match there. Um, not memorable, but a decent match. So. So there you go. Heard about Andrade, by the way. Andrade is uh, wants his release, and he was granted his release by the WWE. It's funny how this happens now. Now it's you have wrestlers just get on social media and say, I want my release. They say that I want my release, and eventually it happens. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it does not. More times than not, it does. Andrade is no longer with the company. He's the fiancé of Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, by the way, According to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, it's not going to be on your TV next couple of weeks because she is suffering with uh, COVID-19, which is interesting. Uh, There's probably a lot more stories about COVID-19 in that company than you and I will ever know. Um, But uh, yeah, that's the story from Meltzer. He put that out there uh, on Monday evening. Uh, But as far as Andrade is concerned. I don't know if he has a non-compete for the next 90 days or what his contract status is, and I really don't care. Uh, Andrade, when he was in NXT, I thought that he should have been the top guy for a long time. He was that good as a star in NXT. But Andrade is like so many wrestlers that have come to the main roster and they get buried by Vince. Um, uh, and it just, that's what happens. We have too many wrestlers, right? And I know that's kind of crazy. Can you have too many wrestlers on a on a roster? Yes. Ask Tony Khan. You actually have too many wrestlers on a card, uh, in your locker room. And then some get lost in the sauce. You have talented wrestlers in the back. Like Andrade, apparently spending a lot of time in catering said, I want to, you want to get the hell out of here. I want to be able to wrestle. And it's kind of strange because Charlotte, and Andrade are together, but Andrade wants out. But he has an opportunity to go elsewhere and really thrive. Andrade can go to New Japan if he wanted to. He can go to Ring of Honor. He won't get as paid pay as much going to these places like Ring of Honor or MLW uh, or the NWA. But you have to be able to figure out, okay, if I'm not happy here, where can I go and really be able to do something that's great for my career? And I totally get it. I understand why he wants to leave because he knows he's more talented than just sitting in the back, just chilling. Right. And so that's, you know, that's what's happening. (laughs) You know, so he's leaving. Um, and so all the best to him. If I'm Andrade, one of the things I would have asked, I went with the Triple H and say, can I wrestle it in an uh, NXT UK? Now that's a whole different roster and a whole bunch of different competition. Let me see Joe Coffey or Volter or uh, some of the other top superstars in NXT UK take on Andrade. Ooh, now you're talking about classics, right? Because Andrade is just that good. He's not great. Uh, I just think that he's emerging as something pretty special um, in the business and. You know, that's what would I would have done. I'm sure there's been a number of wrestlers that's probably went to Triple H to say, Hey, can I if I can't get to NXT, can I get to NXT UK? Because I know that I can help, I could do some things here, you know. So, um that is uh interesting to see where he's gonna go eventually. Andrade is out. I uh, saw that Eric <laughs> Eric Bischoff is in the WWE Hall of Fame. What a joke. There's nothing against Eric Bischoff, right? But it's funny, just the way this company is. I I don't consider the WWE Hall of Fame the Wrestling Hall of Fame, it's just not. Uh, Because there's so many wrestlers that are still left out of that Hall of Fame that I can't consider, it's not serious, right? It's just a company Hall of Fame. It's what the WWE deems, or actually Vince deems to be Hall of Fame worthy. So, Eric Bischoff for 83 weeks uh, puts the WWE on their heels in a big way. And from there, um, he, wrest- he goes to TNA and buries that company helps bury that company just like he helped bury WCW even though if you listen to his podcast Eric Bischoff's not, done nothing wrong uh, it's always someone else uh, he did very little to damage WCW if you ask him and same thing with TNA Impact Wrestling and <laughs> it's just it's just funny man how the people fail up he goes in obscurity pretty much, as a producer for some shows here and there, some of these uh, reality-based TV shows. And then he has his own podcast, which is very successful, by the way, with Conrad Thompson. They do very well, good work at ad-free shows, so nothing, no shade on that. But he has does appearances for All Elite Wrestling, and we've seen him pop up on that show. And but before that, he went back to work for wrestling. He went back to work for Vince as a wrestler. It's um, kind of a kind of a behind the scenes person for the WWE, and um, that lasted what four weeks, five weeks, and they got rid of him. And now he's Hall of Fame worthy. I don't understand that. Ted Turner should be in the Hall of Fame before this. Ted Turner. Uh, Jim Crockett Jr. should be in there. But it's the WWE Hall of Fame. That's why it's such an odd company. A guy you fired that wasn't good enough to work for you, now is is WWE Hall of Fame worthy. I don't understand what they're doing. And I probably will never will. (laughs) You fired the guy, and now he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Eric Bischoff, Hall of Fame. Say it out loud. Does that make sense? You beat Vince for 83 weeks in WCW. And... After that, you just kind of just muddled along. Can you say Eric was a success in the business? Yeah. Did he change some things in the business? Sure. But not as much as some of the others that are not in the in the Hall of Fame for that company. I just, I don't get it. But congratulations, to Eric Bischoff. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And that will do it with another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here. Wherever you download your podcast, I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for listening to TWT. And by the way, check out the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday if you missed my review of the NWA and their latest pay-per-view. It took place this past Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. Go back in the archives to find that. It's a fresh uh, podcast, NWA only. When we talk about the real-world champion Nick Aldis and his matchup against Aaron Stevens, check it out on the Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday podcast. Also, my thoughts on AEW, part of this podcast as well. Check it out. Anything that you've missed, check out the archives, and please share this podcast with others. Just don't listen to it and then turn it off and wait for the next week. Please share this podcast, because that's the only way that Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday can grow. I'm Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for listening with another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.